upon the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal soul, in weakness raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed of understand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free From every imperfection Youthful and happy I shall be Lost in victory. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed, never sad. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my likeness. Ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. When the last trump of God shall sound I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal grace All bursting saints are shouting Heavenly beauty all around I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Oh yes I'll have a new home Glory, glory, glory With the reading of God to stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of Christ, likeness. ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hello there, I'm your host, Bruce Kessler. And hey, I want to tell you that I'm a part of the greatest movement ever follower of Jesus Christ because you see in him I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed. I've been forgiven of my sins. It's just unbelievable and fantastic to be alive in Christ Jesus. Amen. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Galatians 6, verses 1 and 2. But before then, we've got a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. this get this folks a new survey found that less than one-fifth of Americans believe life's purpose 
is knowing and loving God. The survey included 2,000 American respondents polled either through phone or online. The data showed that 86% of Americans believe in a universal shared purpose of human life, and 66% said that they believe that they have a unique God-given calling or purpose. Only 18% said that the universe purpose is knowing and loving God and serving God. The disconnect is staggering, says George Barner, a longtime evangelical pollster and founder of the Barner Group. As a nation, we yearn for purpose and calling ideas deeply rooted within our nation's historical Christian faith and biblical understanding of God. Americans hold on to these basic biblical ideas of what makes human existence meaningful, yet at the same time refuse to recognize reliance on God or even his existence when talking about their happiness or purpose. Folks, get that. Less than one-fifth of Americans believe life's purpose is knowing, loving God, serving finds. Woo, folks, we got a lot of work to do in the church. We can do better. We can reach people, and God can do it through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, get this. Get this. In the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, videos of three women and their respective family members singing hit gospel songs have gone viral on Facebook. Videos of Natalie Emmons, Nicole Smith, and Kara Smith from Salem Baptist Church in Lake Mississippi have acquired over a million views. And Nicole drew a comparison between their unexpected uh, reach on social media with the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000, which is five loaves and two fish. God takes, she says, little bitty tiny things that we look at, and he has such a greater purpose because he can make those and take those tiny little bitty things just like loaves and fish, and he can break and he can bless and he can multiply and he can feed the thousands. It may simply not be loaves and fishes, but it may be spiritual food, spiritual encouragement. Uh, the videos, which originally meant to encourage fellow church members in the pandemic, would eventually gain national and international attention. And uh, you gotta, you got to keep uh, your focus on what matters, he says, because it's so easy to get bombarded and so overwhelmed by the news and what's going on. Take one day at a time. She said, God will have the final say, whether it be on COVID-19, whether it be on government, whether it be on politics. God is just as much in control over the things that is going on now as he was before the pandemic. And as he will after this thing hopefully dies down, he is Jehovah and he knows. Amen, folks. Women from small Mississippi church go viral singing hit gospel songs. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, this day 
in church history. In 1844, Pran Krishma, a zealous evangelist in India, shows symptoms of chloria and will die the following morning. 1848, on this day in church history, Andrew Murray is ordained on his 20th birthday. He will become a notable educator of Christians in South Africa and the author of beloved books on Christians living such as the true vine and abide in me. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. 1911, death in London of Arabella Catherine Hanke, author of the hymns, I love to tell the story and tell me the old, old story. How about that, folks? And that's this day in church history. <laughs> And now we have Name That Bible Character Segment. We have so much fun here, guys. And we have so much fun here, folks. So let's get right to it. Here's your clue. When Israel took Canaan, I am where they set up the tabernacle. What place am I? Here's your clue one more time. When Israel took Canaan, I am where they set up the tabernacle. What place am I? We'll reveal the final answer to this tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. <laughs> oh, well, now here is our study period. And so get ready, folks. Here we are. Welcome to our study for this broadcast. And our study is going to come out of Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. And we'll begin there in just a few moments. But uh, let's uh, get our cup of coffee. Let's, uh, let's get our tea or drink or whatever it is we like for uh, in the mornings. And let's get together and study a portion of God's Word. Let's say a prayer first. Our Heavenly Father, we're so very thankful for the opportunity to come and open up the Word of God and receive a blessing and understand what your will is and what the uh, Word is talking about and how we can apply it to our lives. Father, help us to do that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're going to go to Galatians chapter 6. Verse 1 and 2. Let's read it together. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. What a powerful and uh, beautiful uh, two verses this is. You know, it's 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 kind of a, a sad time that we live in. The world is absolutely going nuts when you think about it. Just turn on the TV, just listen to the news, 
or you can see it on Facebook. You can see it on any of the social networks. You can just see it all over the place. It just seems like uh, exactly what the scripture is talking about there. Paul does in Second Timothy. You remember that? Second Timothy chapter uh, 3 and verse 1. You remember what he says there? Let's turn with me and read that. Second Timothy chapter 3. In verse 1, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. Imagine that. Unappeasable. Get that underlined, that unappeasable. Not to be rationalized with. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. Not loving good. Treacherous. Reckless. Swollen with conceit. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godless but denying its power. Avoid such people. And yet it's very difficult for us to avoid seeing and hearing these kinds of things Happening all over. Our children see it. We see it. I just wonder. You know we get caught up. And and that's exactly what's going on here. It says if anyone is caught. Or or trapped. Or overtaken. In any transgression. And that's a lot different. Than like what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 when he was talking about the person that was boasting of their sexual uh, transgression. Here we're talking about somebody that's caught, somebody overtaken, somebody who blundered, made bad decisions, and next thing you know, they find themselves in the trap. And And the problem is here is they can't get out themselves. So who... Who can help them? Who can help them see the light? Well, Paul here says it's the church. The church is a hospital for the sick. The church is a hospital full of nurses and doctors. And that's who we are. We we have got to be able to see and visualize and make the right diagnosis. Uh, just like I was saying earlier about First Corinthians chapter five, uh, this is not talking about this boastful um, person that's done an, an evil in the sight of the Lord and bragging about it, or like what James talks about uh, whenever he talks about someone uh, being taken away by a false doctrine. That's not what he's talking about here either. Um, he's not also talking about what Titus talks about. Uh, Titus talks about people that are that are intentionally trying to cause division in the church, and that's not what this person is. So we have to make the right diagnosis as spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ, because we are responsible. Paul is saying. To make that right diagnosis to that person that is caught, that's overtaken in a transgression. 
then you who are spiritual should restore. It's this act of restoration. It's restoration literally means uh, wholeness and uh, health and it, it, it lends the idea of bones being mended. It's a medical term. And we get to be a part of that. Caring for that casualty. Caring for that person that's in the emergency room. Caring for that person that comes in. Who needs our attention. And we're to restore. And that restoration is an ongoing process. It's not this, oh, let's give them a passage of scripture and next thing you know, everything is solved. That's what we want to do. We want to just throw them a passage of scripture, give them some homework to do, and that's it, right? No, that's not it. That's part of it for sure. You got to show what does the scripture say about whatever they have got caught in whatever transgression that they have been overtaken by. But it's an ongoing process, this act of restoration, this act of mending and healing. Um, and it says that you are doing it in a spirit of gentleness. You ever had a visit to the doctor was a bad bedside manner uh not fun is it um it's you turned off and you are left with an empty feeling doesn't serve any good it doesn't it doesn't add to the overall uh healing process and that's what paul is concerned here is is that gentleness includes this idea of uh, this is going to take a while. This is going to take a, a, a good long time. It's a process that's going to have to take. Uh, you start with the healing. You start with the knowledge. You start with the right diagnosis. And then you start implementing those steps. And then you're there to help that person along the way with gentleness. And he says, you got to watch yourself. You got to, you, you, lest you too be tempted. Why do you think doctors wear gloves why do you think doctors wear masks why do you think they're asking us today with this pandemic uh, coronavirus pandemic that uh hey wash your hands regularly wear uh wear a mask uh if not to protect others to protect yourself um there's every reason for protection there's every reason to watch ourselves even when we are trying to help restore someone to a better spiritual health. In verse 2 he says, But bear one another's burdens. You see, it's not up to just one person to get this done. Uh, to help with this healing and restoration process. It's the whole church. of One person can't do it because they will run down and just fall apart and they too will become so overwhelmed and find this part of it so burdensome that they will fail and they will fail the one they're trying to help. So Paul says we're to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We're as a church to come together 
and help support as nurses would do with their doctors. So this is a very beautiful and very powerful verse that sometimes I think we just get all wrong and not active in as we should. Let's read it one more time as we draw to a close. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of meekness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's on the church family. Let's get it done. Amen. Let's help restore those we know are in desperate need. Amen and glory. Hallelujah. And now the final segment of Name That Bible Character. Here was your clue. When Israel took Canaan, I am where they set up the tabernacle. What place am I? Shiloh. That's the answer. Shiloh. Joshua 18.1. And the whole congregation of children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before then. When Israel took Canaan, I am where they set up the tabernacle. What place am I? Shiloh. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ. You can come to him in faith and repentance and baptism. And you can find joy, peace, happiness, forgiveness of sins. And have assurance of eternal life. I pray that you will do that. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you along the way. To help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Well folks. Visit our website. Normanchurch.com 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 And I want to tell you this. Thank you for listening. And may God. Bless you. This I know, this I know. There's a time to reap and a time to sow. Good deeds planted every day will grow and grow. Oh, Baba told me so. Oh, Baba told me so. This I know. There's a time to plant and a time to cry. A time to live and a time to die, I know. So, Baba told me so. Oh, the good Lord watches over everyone, morning, noon, and night. He made the moon and he sent his sun so our future would be bright. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to pray when the evening lights are low. Baba told me so. Baba told me so. Yes, I know. This I know. There's a time to work and a time to play To scatter flowers on the way wherever you go Oh, Baba told me so Oh, Baba told me so Yes, I know There's a time to win and a time to lose A time when everybody gets the blues, I know Oh, Baba told me so Oh, Baba told me so Oh, the good Lord watches over everyone Morning, noon, and night 
He made the moon and he said his son So our future would be bright There's a time to reap and a time to sow A time to pray when the evening lights are long Baba told me so Baba told me so This I know This I know There's a time to reap and a time to sow A time to pray when the evening lights are long Baba told me so Oh, oh, oh.